Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Unlock a new skill. Unlock your inner confidence. Unlock the next level in your career. Whatever your job history, you can get the skills you need to unlock the job you want. There are hundreds of free opportunities for adults. From learning essential maths to skills boot camps in digital and qualifications to help you get where you want to be. Unlock your potential. Unlock your phone and visit gov.uk slash skills for life today. Hello everyone. Let me tell you about the Apple for the Teacher podcast. I'm Anna Thomas, a teacher and your host. So you're probably thinking it's about reading, writing and arithmetic, right? Well, think again. It's a fresh take on true crime, where you wouldn't expect to find true crime. In schools, yes, schools. I will share with you the tragic and shocking stories I have uncovered in my own profession. You will hear stories about murder, abduction, school bus hijack, student disappearance, suicide, kidnap and ransom, school camp tragedy, the list goes on. So if you're looking for something a little different in the true crime genre, then Apple for the Teacher is for you. So join me as I present The Bad Apples. But until then, remember to be a good apple. This episode is going to be a very different one for Stolen Lives. A different format. Oniko and I hope to extend the Stolen Lives universe next year to include a podcast featuring recent missing persons cases. And it is no mystery to those who know me or listened to the Thomas Valver episode. My son is autistic with generalised anxiety disorder, like the girl in today's story. I have not stopped thinking about this case, and hers is the last face I see when I go to sleep at night. Internet safety is an important conversation we need to have with our children. We may think we're being vigilant, but we can't watch them 24-7. It is so easy for an online predator to gain a young child's trust, and before you know it, they are gone. This may seem like an exaggeration, but sometimes your worst-case scenario becomes your reality. You put your innocent child to bed, and by morning they are gone. And all that is left behind is a note saying that they will be back soon. But what if they aren't? What if 12 long months go past and it becomes a very real scenario that you may never see them again? This is Alicia's story. I feel like a piece of me is missing and I just want to know that you're okay. A message from mother to daughter. Two weeks ago, Alicia Navarro, teenager on the autism spectrum, disappeared from her Glendale home, leaving this note. 
I ran away. I'll come back, I swear. I'm sorry, Alicia. I never in one second in my mind thought that she was going to do this. After weeks of looking, this mother search going national. Tonight we need your help to find a missing Arizona teenager. Glendale police going on live PD, which airs on A&E, asking the country to become their eyes and ears to find Alicia before something goes wrong. The longer Alicia's away from home, the more at risk of exploitation she is due to her age, stature, and her autism. She had no known means of providing for herself, which means she would need to rely on others. And on the street, as we know, that can be dangerous. Someone has to see something or know something that's able to help me with this case. Jessica has no idea where her daughter could be. She has no money. Her friends haven't seen her. And after weeks, Alicia could be anywhere. But her mother just wants to be able to hug her again. Just hug her and tell her that how much I loved her and I missed her. Now the search broadcasted across the country in the hopes of bringing this teenage girl back home. Alicia, um, please come home. You know, I miss you. Please have some communication with me. Let me know that you're okay. Alicia Navarro was born on September 20th, 2004. She would be the second child for Jessica and her husband, with the couple already having an older daughter, Jasmine. Unfortunately, the couple will split while Alicia is still a baby and he will move to Florida and choose not to be part of Jasmine and Alicia's lives. Little is known about Alicia's father, or her stepfather for that matter. Is that strange? A little. But after listening to multiple interviews with Alicia's mother and others who know and love her, Alicia was well-loved and cared for, and too much should not be looked into this. Jessica Nunez would remarry, though, and have two more children, siblings that Alicia adored more than anything. And Alicia's stepfather would step up and be a father to the beautiful little girl. The family living a perfect and happy family life in the suburbs of Glendale, Arizona. It was around this time that it became evident to Jessica that Alicia was not meeting the developmental milestones of her other children. She walked later and she talked later. She would have emotional breakdowns that seemed more appropriate to a toddler. And she would refuse food, being very picky what she would and wouldn't eat. For a time, Jessica would shrug it off. Alicia seemed happy and she was well-loved. It wouldn't be until she was 12 years old that an official diagnosis would be forthcoming. Alicia was high-functioning autistic with generalised anxiety disorder. Jessica was motivated to do whatever she could to assist her daughter with her social and sensory anxieties. She organised a support worker for school even taking her out of school for a time to try online learning. She quit work to be there for Alicia, and she arranged a team of therapeutic services best equipped to help Alicia through any problems or anxieties that she may have. Because of this, because of the amount of time they spent together, Alicia and Jessica were extremely close. They never fought and Jessica did everything she could to ensure her daughter was happy and had everything she needed to be comfortable. 
She bought her her own phone and gaming computer and laptop to help her socialise and create interpersonal relationships, something Alicia struggled with. But she immersed herself in online gaming and became tech-savvy beyond her years. Alicia also did very well at school. She seemed bound for college one day and received high grades in all of her classes. She loved penguins and reading and, while being a fussy eater, would always be happy to eat McDonald's, especially chicken nuggets, her favourite food. It was also around the time of her diagnosis and newfound love for online gaming that her mother made a shocking discovery. Jessica was concerned with the amount of time Alicia was gaming, and while doing a routine check of Alicia's phone and her chat logs, she came across something disturbing. A person talking to Alicia was asking her her personal information and telling the teenager that they wanted to be cuddled like one of her soft toys. Jessica could not believe what she was reading and reported her finding to the police. Unfortunately, and this amazes me not in a good way, but the police refused to take any action and look into these conversations any further. Their reasoning was, well, nothing had happened. Jessica wanted to be proactive, though, and took this opportunity to discuss with Alicia straying to danger online and the steps someone, especially a child, that they need to take to keep themselves safe. Alicia told her mother that she understood, but she had her phone confiscated for a time before having it returned to her. September 14th, 2019 was a Saturday, and the mother and daughter spent the day together, a rare day out for 14-year-old Alicia. Alicia was excited for her birthday the following week, so the two had their eyebrows threaded, and they went for lunch at McDonald's. They discussed birthday plans in Alicia's new high school, the private Catholic Borgard High School that she had been enrolled in only a month prior, and also Alicia's close circle of friends. Alicia had suffered bouts of anxiety soon after starting the school, but seemed to have settled in and she was enjoying her school days. Jessica later reported nothing about Alicia's demeanour or their conversations led her to believe that her daughter was unhappy. That evening, Alicia went to game and chat on her computer. Jessica would later report she could hear Alicia laughing and having fun in her upstairs bedroom. At around 10pm, while she was downstairs watching a movie on Netflix, Alicia came downstairs between midnight and 1am. She was wearing a white sweatshirt with coloured writing. If you see missing persons posters of Alicia, and if you haven't, Stop now and search. Burn her face into your memory. The sweatshirt she is wearing in the main photo is the one she was wearing this night. You see, Alicia is very particular with what she wears. She only wears sweatshirts despite the Arizona heat. 
the white one she is wearing in her poster and on this night being her favourite. She was also wearing a white wash denim overall skirt and her favourite black and white chequered van sneakers. Jessica later reported that now she recognises that Alicia seemed surprised that her mother was still awake, and she asked her what she was doing while getting a glass of water. Jessica's husband was due home from work at any time, and she liked to stay awake to make sure he got home safely. Jessica now recognises Alicia may have been seeing if her mother, or anyone for that matter, was awake, possibly to sneak out. Jessica stayed up until between 1 and 2am, when her husband arrived home from work. He entered the home through the front door, through the living room, locking it behind him. The only other door to the outside is in the main bedroom. He told Jessica he wanted to stay up and wind down from work. So Jessica went into her younger children's room to check on them, and she would fall asleep in there. Alicia's stepfather lied on the sofa to watch a movie and he fell asleep as well soon after. Internet records shows activity in the home until 3.26am. Sunday, September 15th, 2019. Jessica woke at 7am and got started on her day. She noticed immediately the front door was slightly ajar, but just assumed her husband took the dogs out. She locked the door and got started on breakfast for him and their two children. It was not unusual for Alicia not to join the family for breakfast. She would usually have Starbucks, two chocolate croissants awaited her on this morning, at around 11am. Besides, Jessica knew she had a late night and thought she would allow her daughter to sleep in. Her husband told her that he did not open the front door that morning and panic immediately took hold for Jessica. She initially thought someone had broken in. She begged her husband to check in on Alicia, but Alicia was not in her bedroom. A search of the backyard showed chairs piled against the block wall in the backyard and one set of footprints that matched Alicia's vans. The second wall from the driveway to the street had a pile of bricks against it and again one set of footprints that seemed to be Alicia's. Jessica contacted the police. Well, have you seen this girl? Glendale police want as many people as possible to see her picture. 14-year-old Alicia Navarro is missing. The teen left her parents a note yesterday morning saying she was going out but has not been seen or heard from since. Alicia has high-functioning autism. She's 4 feet 5 inches tall, has brown hair and eyes, and has braces. She's believed to be wearing the same shirt that you see in this picture with a denim overall skirt, black and white shoes, and she may be carrying her Apple MacBook. If you have seen her, please call police. The police searched the home and surrounding area for evidence. Alicia had taken no clothing with her but had her small black backpack, her silver Apple MacBook and her silver iPhone. The power charges for these devices were left behind in Alicia's room, all suggesting that she was planning to return. 
There was also suggestion in several contemporary news articles that something else was missing. What that was, we don't know, and law enforcement has not released it. I can only assume it will assist them in their investigation. Maybe it was something that could help Alicia live independently, like money or something valuable that could be sold for money. But what was found left behind on her desk was a note to her mother that read, I ran away. I will be back, I swear. I'm sorry. And it was signed Alicia. The note was in Alicia's handwriting, but appeared to be written in a rush. Police searched the highly populated area, local parks, parking lots, playgrounds, dumpsters, and they door-knocked around the neighbourhood asking families and businesses for security footage. Flyers were handed out around the community and posters were put up in shop windows. Contact was made with all registered sex offenders and adult group homes within a one-mile radius of Alicia's home. However, in a large city like Glendale, with a population of more than 250,000 people, and with Phoenix only eight miles away, I don't believe that was enough due to the potential online nature of this disappearance. It seems from news reports and interviews with Jessica that it is also possible that Alicia had installed a VPN to geo-block use of her computer and phone. Investigators have stated they believe Alicia's phone was used the night she went missing, and they have a location from that, but after that it seems like it was turned off and not used again. In my research, I've also seen reference to Jessica stating that Alicia had a burner phone. I don't know how or why she would have this, or if it is a legitimate item she may have had in her possession that night. Alicia has several social media accounts she uses under the handle Ali or Jammy. I will not go into detail in this episode on all her social media accounts that I've located, as this is a very open investigation. But her Instagram is at Alicia Likes Penguins. There are no posts to this account, but she follows 45 people and is followed by 23 people. There are some followers there that are concerning to me, but I am sure law enforcement and her mother, who is very active in this case, I am sure they have looked into them. What is interesting to me that there are no posts, which leads me to believe two things. Either she doesn't use this account or just uses it to look at the pictures, or she uses it to direct message something that will only be traceable to someone with login details and Instagram is not too forthcoming with that information. Is it possible that the answers lie there or on another social media site? Very early into the investigation, a silver alert was issued. Now, silver alerts had previously been reserved for the elderly while Amber Alerts are generally issued for children and teens. However, Silver Alerts had recently been extended to include the vulnerable, which Alicia met, 
with her high-functioning autism and social anxiety. Alicia would be the first child to be included under a silver alert in the state of Arizona, an alert that remains current to this day. Glendale Police Sergeant Randy Stewart was quoted as saying in an early press conference, The longer Alicia is away from home, the more at risk for exploitation she is due to her age, stature and autism, unquote. I'm trying to get it together, but I'm just need help. If she's out there wandering, please call the police. A Glendale mom's desperate plea to find her daughter. It's been one week since Alicia Navarro went missing. Her family says she has autism and does rely on medication. Our Jamie Warren with their search for answers and the latest developments in this case. She's a really smart girl, really sweet. Friday was Alicia Navarro's 15th birthday. It's her 15th birthday. Look at the way I'm celebrating it. But Alicia wasn't at her own party. Happy birthday to you. Through many tears, her mom, Jessica Nunez, sings to her. When she comes back, because I have faith she's going to come back, she will see how much she was loved and missed. Nunez spending the past week taping up flyers, searching for her daughter, who she says has autism and relies on medication and the help of her family. She doesn't know how to be here by herself. Does that make sense? She doesn't know how to take a bus. September 19th, 2019, at around 4 p.m., several sightings of Alicia are called into the police of a girl matching Alicia's description walking at a park near 67th and Bethany. She was walking hand-in-hand with an adult dark-skinned man that was heavily tattooed around the neck. Jessica took the initiative and went down to the park to see if she could garner any more information. She spoke with other witnesses and a homeless man who all supported this sighting. Unfortunately, due to no surveillance cameras at the park, this sighting is unconfirmed. But due to the close vicinity to Alicia's home and the extremely wide coverage Alicia's disappearance has received, I strongly do not give credence to this sighting. It would be very brazen and risky for her abductor and not something that I believe would happen. September 20th, 2019, Alicia's 15th birthday. Alicia's first birthday without her family. Jessica served birthday cake to the volunteers searching for her and they sang happy birthday to the missing girl. To read and listen to interviews with Jessica around this time are beyond heartbreaking. Quote, You told me you were going to come back. I'm waiting. Don't be scared. Unquote. It would be soon after this that the FBI and the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children would become involved to allow more of a national presence in this case, which I believe is necessary considering the online nature of this case. Early in October 2019, the family stepped up their online presence to give Alicia's case as much exposure as possible. With the authorization of the FBI, Alicia's sister Jasmine sends out a video pleading for Alicia to return home. 
A missing persons video for Alicia also airs on a segment on the now defunct A&E network show, PD Live. This is also one of the rare occasions the Glendale Police Department are also publicly interviewed about the case. December 2019, Ring announced a new partnership with the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children. Part of this would be that missing children's posters would be sent directly to the neighbourhoods by Ring app. The targeted area would be a three to five mile radius from where the child was last seen. How this relates back to this case is that Alicia Navarro would be the first child featured in this new partnership, which is a game changer in my opinion. And it is available to everyone, not just Ring users. July 2020, the family had a new spokesperson on their side. Somos Independents, a voting focus group led by Mexican-American women, they are very critical of the police's investigation up to this point. They claimed that critical information has been withheld from the family, such as cell phone data and where the phone last pinged at, important information that could pinpoint Alicia's last known whereabouts. The Glendale Police Department responded to these claims, quote, From day one, we have shared with the family every tip and piece of information we have received in order to locate Alicia. We have met with her mother regularly and will continue to do so until this case is resolved. We continue to ask our community to help us with any piece of information they may have which will lead to Alicia's safe return, unquote. Theories in this case are limited. It seems extremely unlikely that Alicia left on her own accord. Alicia did tell one friend she planned on running away to Australia, but I take that with a grain of salt. Alicia did not have the means or the ability to leave her home for any period of time. This leads authorities and her family to strongly believe, really there is no other option, that someone, someone older than her, gained her trust and lured her away from her home. Trafficking is a real issue. In a recent episode of my other podcast, Mysteriously Listed, we had an episode dedicated to victims of sex trafficking. But for the number of cases this is brought up in as an option, it is a small number that actually result in being a trafficking victim. This case is a real possibility, though, because of Alicia's age and appearance and vulnerable status. And for that, I am very scared for her safety. I think John Lorden said it best in his episode on this case on YouTube, that at the very least, Alicia has been groomed and taken. But does that necessarily mean she's been trafficked? Not necessarily. I will again ask you to pause this podcast and look at Alicia's missing person poster. Remember her face as her appearance may have changed. She may be still in Arizona, but she could also be anywhere in the United States, even outside of that. Alicia would have just celebrated her second birthday without her family. 
Let's not make it another year without Alicia being with her mother. Let's bring Alicia home. For Jessica, all she can do now, she says, is plead for her daughter's safe return. You left me a letter and you swore to me you were going to come back. I know that if you could, you would have called me already. I miss you and there is nothing that you could have done or doing that will let lower my love to you. I'm here ready to receive you in open arms. And for the people who may know where Alicia is? What is done is done. I just, I'm asking for compassion. We miss her very much and we love her. If you have any information about Alicia Navarro, call the Glendale Police Department at 623-930-3000. Jessica has not given up and won't give up that Alicia is still out there. She believes she may have been trafficked and she cannot come home. Quote, please bring her back safe and sound. She needs help. Don't take advantage of her. She's so vulnerable. Please just bring her back. Unquote. At the time of her disappearance, Alicia Navario was 14 years old. She looks younger than her age, though, and is a petite four foot five and around 92 pounds, with long brown hair and brown eyes. She has braces on her teeth. Please note that her hair and her appearance may have altered in the years since she has gone missing. She was last seen wearing a white sweatshirt with coloured writing, the same sweatshirt she was wearing in the main picture of a missing persons poster, and we will post this picture on all our social media. She was also wearing white wash denim overall skirt and black and white checkered van sneakers. It is believed Alicia is still in Arizona. If Alicia is still alive today, she would have just celebrated her 16th birthday. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Alicia Navario, please contact the Glendale Police Department on 623-930-3000. If you have your own thoughts about the case we discussed today or any case we talk about on this podcast, please search Stolen Lives Podcast on Facebook. Like our page to make sure you don't miss an episode and join the discussion group to share your ideas and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Search lives underscore stolen and on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please share on your social media of choice and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. This episode has been researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.